1: hello and welcome to another episode of friends with friends my name's pete
0: allison and this uh, should be uh, dave crib ahoy hoy everybody <laughs> just, my catchphrase is getting worse and worse as i get less and less confident with it i think this is what happens is i start saying ahoy hoy and then i don't know how to finish it
1: you should think it through in
0: advance. Oh, we should all think something through in advance, Pete, but we don't. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. I'm all right.
1: I, I, you know, you get to that point where people ask, how have you been, how was your weekend? I have nothing
0: to say. There's no news, is there? There's literally no, no news in the world, apart from, is there a vaccine yet? Nope. Cool. So, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Um. What is the most exciting thing to happen to you
1: over the last week? Other
0: uh, than the quiz, uh, other than the quiz, oh, it's very limited then, isn't it? Um, oh, I bought some, bought some nice sausages, Pete. <laughs> did you? <she, did> <laughs> what makes them? What makes them nice? Well, I tell you, I'll tell you uh, two things that make them nice. One, they come from a butcher rather than the supermarket. So
1: oh, someone's doing well. I
0: know. Dis- well, here's the other thing, Pete. Disco- so I discovered the local butcher. Uh, which I hadn't previously really clocked, and I was like, "Do you know what? This is great. Support small businesses, especially in this time." Blah blah blah. In, I went to buy six sausages and two burgers, and I spent fifteen pounds. Oh my god! Which is so, but I mean, on the plus side, good quality meat probably means animals have been had a nice life and all of that sort of stuff. Very alienating this to our vegetarian and vegan listeners. I very much admit, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, but the, what made them really good, Pete, was they were wild boar sausages. Oh, mm.
1: very middle class of you.
0: Very middle class, but no wonder they were seven pounds fifty for six sausages or something. Um,
1: just say, just say the word again of who who sold you them.
0: So again, the butchers, the butchers. I'd sort of go for a
1: butch, butch, which I I appreciate the spelling of it makes it butch.
0: Oh, hang on, what am I saying? But 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 butch, uh, butchers. Uh, butchers. B- butchers 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 this is weird i think we're having i think we're going mad already butchers stay with us everyone yeah (laughs) we will talk about friends in a minute that's all i have to say okay lovely what's the most exciting thing that's happened to you apart from Um, discovering you say the word butchers differently
1: i i painted my bathroom oh
0: very nice kitchen slash bathroom
1: um no no just just bathroom fine um that's all there is to say it's a nice color what color is it um it's called
0: chalk white dave and how is that different from non-chalk white
1: uh it's like white but a bit sort of chalky colored <laughs> is it just white yeah
0: pretty much fine lovely oh that's nice uh, what color was it before before you chalked over
1: it a very i'd say early naughty shade of magnolia
0: Oh, lovely. Yeah I, know no? exactly. yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, you've had a productive week then, I'd say, Pete. I'm well, like I've tr- on the I've whole. have tried,
1: Dave. I've tried.
0: Well, there you go. Um, should we talk about friends then? Yes. Uh, and should we begin as is tradition now? I quite like this thing of us playing voice messages for that people have mm. sent us in. It's very wonderful. I haven't even heard this voice message. I've taken it as read. You said somebody had sent this one in and we should talk about it. So I've just watched it without even checking.
1: Well, it's not. It's not just anybody, Dave.
0: Oh, hello. Is it? Is it David Trimmer?
1: No, no. It's no one. It's no one famous, uh, sort of globally. Oh, but within Friends with Friends circles, they are Ooh, famous because they are a. Is it a Peter Bonas? No, not him. Um, imagine if it was. Uh, no, it's a former Friends
0: with Friends quiz winner. Ah, uh, that is exciting, isn't it? It's Rhiannon. Rian, very good performance in what, week three or four it was? I think, I can't really remember. One
1: of our um, multinational uh, listeners, because she, Dave, Mm -hmm. is in Wales. (laughs) (laughs) Have I made that up? I might have made that up.
0: No, I think that that does ring a bell. We did did celebrate having uh, players and listeners in America and Canada and New Zealand and Norway and Wales, all of the uh, far-flung reaches of the globe that we can't uh, access from this here England.
1: Well, shall we now cross over live to what? It's not live. Uh, <laughs> cross over to Wales, and we're not going to Wales. For, but yeah, sure. No. Let's just play the clip. Play the voice, no, mate. Hi both, it's Rian here. Absolutely loving the podcast and the quiz. Um, it's got me through lockdown. It's the only quiz that I can do. Um, so I would love to request the episode, uh, the one with Ross's new girlfriend, which is season two, episode one. Um, it's my second favourite after the one where no one's ready. Um, I just think it's absolutely hilarious. It's got the tailor with the trousers, the haircuts, and Jennifer Aniston flicking the magazine while Ross is on the phone to Julie. is probably one of my favourite sitcom moments ever in life. Um, thank you so much and look forward to hearing the episode. There you have it, Dave. Good Former choice. quiz winner, Rianne. And it is a superb choice,
0: actually. Mm. You got very excited when you were watching this.
1: It was just, I didn't realise how much great, like, iconic friend stuff all happens in this episode. And it also made me laugh out loud several times. And it's also just a 10 out of 10 Jennifer Aniston episode.
0: Right. Yes. Okay. Shall we uh, start with the synopsis? Go for it. That's a very long one on Wikipedia, actually. Strap in. Take a deep breath. Uh, so season two episode Juan the one with Ross's new girlfriend directed by Michael Lembeck an old friend of friends with friends oh yes old Lembers Uh, at Rachel's birthday celebration Chandler's accidentally revealed that Ross loves her this is the end of season one so Rachel goes to the airport to meet Ross and tells him she cares for him weird Um, unaware he returns with Julie who he reconnected with in China and is now dating. Chandler then feels guilty for advising Ross to get over Rachel. Meanwhile, Phoebe gives Joey and Chandler haircuts, leading to Monica wanting one. Phoebe initially refuses knowing Monica's obsessive perfectionism, but finally relents, but misunderstands Monica's wishes and gives her a haircut like Dudley Moore instead of Demi Moore. Demi Moore, I said that word, didn't I? Demi, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Butchers. Butchers. <laughs> Dummy, but the dummy butchers more meat, please. At the butchers, dummy, more meat. Joey, (laughs) and Joey takes and this is incorrect. Synopsis here, and Joey takes Chandler to his tailor for a new suit. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He just recommends it, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Wikipedia, you little incorrect bastard. Who'd have thought the accuracy of Wikipedia could be brought into question? Uh, Joey recommends Chandler. Uh, his his tailor for a new suit but while measuring the inseam the man touches Chandler inappropriately. Chandler then tells Joey who naively believes that's the normal procedure uh, and then ooh, this, was, this synopsis is all over the shop I tell you what, it circles back now and Ross's constant talk of Julie upsets Rachel who spends the night with her old lover Apollo Paolo, yes. lot going. Lots going on isn't there in this episode I'll tell you that for free um where should we start rachel and ross the taylor incident or monica's hair i think we, we end with rachel and ross because that is 90 percent of the episode isn't it yeah absolutely. um it's a it's one of those ones that there are three plots but the other two are so just tacked onto the side and actually let's start with the the haircut shall we because yeah. there's a really interesting and i've used the word really and interesting there maybe incorrectly but there is a point of order as to why this plotline exists. Would you like to guess what it is, Peter?
1: Point of order as to what?
0: Uh, someone cut their hair? So, well, so, yes. In fact, all almost all of them cut their hair. So you, uh, the 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 eagle-eared, is that what, what did we say? Bat-e-, the bat-eared listeners amongst what? you. Well, eagle, eagle-eyed, isn't it? Not bat-eared. Oh, uh, no. okay. Was that a conversation I was having with someone else? Was yeah, I have
1: uh, no idea what you're talking
0: about. Oh, no, that's, oh, no. Do you know what's happened here, Peter? This is dreadful news i've, 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 I've uh, done a call back to a conversation i had on my other podcast which was a podcast yes my cabin fever podcast that i do every day and me and tom price who i host that with we're talking about so eagle-eyed is the thing isn't it but there's no such yeah. thing as eagle-eared it's batted because they've got good hearing anyway sorry about that mate i feel like i wow. just had a bit of a an affair wow. moment there you know
1: But you were thinking of me the whole time. (laughs) Exactly, I
0: was. Um, It was, in fairness, Pete, it was when we were on a break, which, as we all know, makes it fine. (laughs) Uh, No, but yeah, so this is the um, first episode of season two, which will have been filmed months after the final episode of season one. Uh, yet it is set on the same day as the last episode of season one. So Chandler and Joey, Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc have both had probably multiple haircuts in that time, uh, as have the rest of the cast, but they sort of gloss over that. Um, And so they sort of Try and tie this storyline in by going, oh yeah, Phoebe just gave us a haircut ten minutes ago for some reason in the apartment that we're not really sure because she never cuts her hair again, and that's very odd, you know. But that's basically they sort of done a, a smishy, smoshy cover up of.
1: Do you think? Do you think anyone would care? Like I, I,
0: I, only even noticed when researching the episode. Do you know what I mean like it's taken this level of looking into it for me to even notice that their hair was different from the end of episode of season one?
1: Well, because in real life you surely there were months between the end of the last season and the start of the new season right so who's going to remember how long chandler's hair was
0: well exactly or maybe i mean maybe this is just very future proofing uh, from the friends people you know like they did with the whole widescreen thing. But I guess people now watching on Netflix, for example, it'll just roll straight in from end of one to to start of two, won't it?
1: Yes, maybe they were preempting Netflix.
0: Yes, exactly. Very, very forward thinking of them. But yeah, that's what happens. Even though I'm pretty sure Courtney Cox's hair is shorter, much shorter than it was in the previous season. You know, all this sort of stuff. But but that's why that storyline exists, apparently, Pete. There you go. There you go. Tip top fact for you, and I'll be honest, one of the only interesting facts about this storyline. Well, no, that's that is a bit unfair. There is a lot of fun to be had with the Dudley Demi Moore thing, isn't there?
1: Well, I actually Googled Dudley Moore because I wasn't aware of what he looks like. Right. Um, and what I will say is that to be fair, Monica's hair does end up a lot like Dudley Moore. (laughs) It really does, doesn't it? Google. So Phoebe, in fairness to her it does look a lot like Dudley Moore by the time she's finished with it. So quite good cutting.
0: Considering she's clearly not working from a photo, which would definitely be the thing she should have done in the first place and gone to, yes. gone to Monica like, okay, Demi Moore, do you mean like this version of Demi Moore? Or like, I imagine Demi Moore's had more than one haircut in her life.
1: Also, I googled Demi Moore in Ghost. She has very short hair in
0: Ghost. Right. Well, let's say there's a couple of problems with this whole plot line. One is that Phoebe should have just been like, like this, yeah? Check the picture. But considering Phoebe isn't working from a picture, right? It's a fucking good job she's done.
1: Yes, it is. Like,
0: she's got a real talent, as old Phoebe Buffet, to cut hair.
1: And it is also, uh, it's very current, isn't it, to have a friend uh, who you're in close proximity to who is capable of cutting hair. Very <laughs> useful during a lockdown.
0: Very useful during a lockdown. We all need to be more Phoebe, really. Mm. Um, the other thing is, I think, uh, like you've alluded to, Demi Moore's hair in in Ghost is shorter than Monica's hair ends up being. By quite some way. So there's a weird thing where, for some reason that I can't quite figure out, when Phoebe when Monica realizes Phoebe's mistake and goes, Why are you doing Dudley Moore? They also both suddenly go, Well, I guess we should just stop here then. And she's now left with Dudley Moore's haircut for some reason, rather than just going, Well, should we just should we just carry on? And um make it better. It was salvageable, wasn't it? It was 100% salvageable. She just, she's basically halfway to Demi Moore there, right?
1: Yeah, it's just a bit more work to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so so it's a, it's an odd decision that they make to just stop having their haircut in the middle of a haircut. Um, but, you know, what do I know about hair? Maybe it had gone the wrong way or something? I don't know.
1: I don't imagine there is ever any reference before or after this to Phoebe cutting hair, because by the end of this episode, she's Done Chandler's, done Joey's, done Monica's, albeit not what she wanted. And then uh, Julie gets the haircut as well. Well, is is is
0: disappearing off to have her haircut at the end? Yeah. Of it. Well, this alludes back to a thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago, doesn't it? Uh, this is the other incident of Rachel sabotaging Ross's girlfriend's hair after the after the Bonnie incident.
1: Yes, of course. And is, yeah, we mentioned this, that the other day, didn't
0: we? Yeah. This is the moment where Rachel deliberately sabotages another of Ross's girlfriend's haircuts. She's got a bit of a got a bit of a mean streak about her hasn't she old Rachel in this in this respect. Very low key but very very mean. Yes exactly. So there's this really there's a really nice scene which Friends used to do quite a lot we've talked about this before in the early seasons where they sort of parody a different situation. So in this case, it's kind of someone, say, in a coma or just woken up from an operation or whatever. And Phoebe comes out of the uh, of the room, doesn't she? And like, how's she doing? Oh, she's okay. You know, how's the hair? Oh, Lady Ross, it's not good. You know, it's all of that. Like, Yeah, a, a Joey hospital. says,
1: can I go see her,
0: doesn't it? Yes, and that's, the, that's a, my real favourite line is, Joey says, can I go and see her? And, and Phoebe says something like, I think your hair looks too good. Hey, Ross, why don't you come in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because they do this, don't they do this later in... The series, a few episodes later as well, when Monica goes shopping with Julie, doesn't she? And she does the whole "I was thinking of you the whole time" thing.
0: Apparently, and I, I'm trying to. I was reading one of the one of the notes on this. Is this is the first time they pick on Ross for his haircut? Which really, um, yeah. <laughs> I will say
1: that Ross looks. Very nineties throughout this episode. Like he's wearing like a faded t-shirt and it's tucked into some quite badly fitting denim jeans.
0: The, the fashion choices in this episode are quite something in general, aren't they? It's, actually, so did you notice this that both Rachel and Chandler are wearing with, with somebody else's name? So Rachel's wearing a, a shirt in Central Perk that says Jesse on it, like a name tag, and then Chandler's wearing this shirt that says Marks on the back and then says Spike on the breast. I think sort of ringing a bell in the back of my head as to that this means something. I cannot remember what it is or fathom out what it is, but someone might be able to tell us. And uh, maybe maybe you could get into contact with us at our handy, easy-to-remember social media handles, Pete.
1: Yes, which on Twitter is friendswf, and then on Instagram it's fwfpod, and
0: then what's it on Facebook? Facebook.com slash friendspod. That's the one. Underused the Facebook page, I'd say so far. I'll be honest, we only set it up a couple of weeks ago to uh, run Facebook ads on the quiz or something, didn't we? Yeah,
1: and then I, I don't have Facebook anymore.
0: Yeah, so. then you then you really abandoned the Facebook page. Yeah, I'm off grid. Yeah, completely off grid, apart from all the other grids you're on. Yeah, you're off like a tiny, tiny bit of that grid.
1: Off Zuckerberg? Oh no, I'm not even off Zuckerberg, no. because <laughs> I'm on WhatsApp aren't I? and Instagram. And I'm on Instagram. <laughs>
0: yeah. If uh, anything, you're just you're very still very much on grid. <laughs> Okay, should we talk about Chandler and the
1: tailor? Yes.
0: Quite a dark storyline, this, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. So at the start of all this, when Joey recommends the tailor to Chandler, yeah. where he says something like, oh, he made my first suit when I was 15, 16. Yeah. And then he says that it happened in 1990. Like, he's trying to pinpoint how old he was, right? Yeah. So this episode was shown in 1995. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Joey says that he was 15 or 16 and it happened in 1990. That means in this episode of Friends, he's 20 or 21.
0: <laughs> that, that's that's not right, is it?
1: Which I think we're going to have to write this off as Joey uh, terribly misremembering some details. But they cannot have intended Joey to be 20 or 21. And, and if they did... When he had his first suit and he was being touched up, he was fifteen.
0: Right, there's a lot of words. Which stuff, is isn't
1: horrific if that's
0: what they're saying has happened. So, um, if you go to the Friends Wikipedia thingy and you look up Joey Tribbiani, I've just done it now. There is, oh, there's five paragraphs on his age. Oh. Uh, Joey's it, age because is not, it fluctuates. Yeah, not consistently treated. Uh, so in in the so in another episode of this year in 1995, he says he's 25, right? Um, but then less than a year later, he says he's 28. <laughs> they reckon he's supposed to be on on balance around 25 in season one. So this is just all it's all, all the maths is wrong, isn't it?
1: Yes, there's also there's also on a completely he's in conversation with Rachel when he says it but there is a hugely uh problematic Joey line a bit later when Rachel is feeling very down did you did you spot this uh yeah he says i, I can sense when women are depressed
0: and vulnerable it's one of my gifts yeah it's <sighs> um it's that was do you know what that line more than anything Joey's ever said kind of sums Joey's personality up uh, yes, pretty much exactly, because he's being so incredibly sweet in that moment by saying something incredibly creepy. Yes, But he sort of gets away with it because he's being so sort of loving and caring. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And that's kind of his thing. Like, if you had a mate that talked like Joey did about women in that way, I mean, you wouldn't have a mate, would you? you just have someone you know that you don't talk to that's that's that will be your relationship to them
1: it's done in a bit of a sorry if this isn't you're not from the uk oh yeah this is it's a bit Jay from the inbetweeners in the way that it's almost like he overcompensates and the reality you'd imagine for someone saying that sort of thing right if you were actually that successful with
0: women you wouldn't need to talk about how successful you are why would you, you talk about women? yeah it yeah. feels
1: like he overcompensates a lot
0: yeah, that's so true, isn't it? It's such a it's such a bizarre line, but he is like I say in that moment, being very sort of like, "Hey, Rach, why don't you come and?" Yeah, he's trying to comfort. Yeah, so Joey recommends a tailor to Chandler, doesn't he? He says, uh, "There's that great line which we used in our quiz. probably last week, actually, wasn't it?" The um, hey, when you see Frankie, tell, <laughs> tell him Joey Tribbiani says hello. He'll know what it means. And it's like he's sure he'll be able to crack that code. Yeah, that excellent is good. moment. Um, and then Chandler gets felt up, doesn't he, by the tailor?
1: Have you, Dave, uh, ever been tailored for a suit?
0: No, never, never once. Have you? I have. Oh, someone's doing well.
1: Um, by an elderly Italian. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, see, they do go. They do go quite high up the leg.
0: Well, so this is kind of what I thought because no, I have never been tailored. Um, I don't own very many suits. I don't really have need for them in my sort of line of work. But well, me will neither. Uh, yeah, well, exactly it was yours for like a like an important wedding or something like I, I, your sister's wedding or something?
1: It must have been. Um, but there's to, to those who've who to those of you who have not been tailored, um, <laughs> there is, there is this moment when they're they're measuring the inside leg, which does require them to go quite near um, the epicenter right um
0: <laughs> strange choice of words
1: it was a strange choice of word, wasn't it uh and they ask you which side are you dressed on yes which means where, sh- where um, are you hanging if you, which way are you hanging yeah and and so it, i i was probably a young adult at this point and the idea of someone even referencing that to me <laughs> was probably harrowing um uh, to the left, um, <laughs> and then they, once you've told them that, go up the right because sure. they know it's they know it's clear for them to the go safe higher. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Joey says something about moving it over, doesn't he? Mm. Um, which is something you absolutely don't need to do because once they've measured one inside leg, they don't need to measure the yes.
0: You said so you got two legs are pretty much the same leg, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So, um, so that's another moment when it becomes clear that Joey is. Uh, being felt up
0: yeah but i do remember watching this for the first time being very young and obviously uh, the fact that i've still never been tailed uh suggests that i hadn't then but i do remember watching that reveal scene when it becomes obvious that this is not the norm and sort of being on Joey's wavelength with it. Do you know what I mean? Sort of going when, like, thinking, oh, Chandler's getting getting told down here. Now, what, what an idiot Chandler's being. And this is just how they obviously measure suits. And then the only, that the, the moment that Ross does that in-prison line, like, I and Joey at the same time were very much like, oh, my God, is that's not how they do it. Because, like you say, you just, there's certain jobs, aren't there, where you expect the person doing that job to sort of, be a bit more intimate with you than they, another you human list, might necessarily be. some
1: of those things, Dave?
0: <laughs> you know, at the gym when they're showing you how to use the treadmill. <laughs> 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 or when you get on the tube and they're just uh, helping you onto the tube. No, um, I don't know. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But the, the sort of like the fittings and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, I, again, no experience, and I imagine you don't either. But like with a bra fitting, and I imagine there's yes. a stranger is... Moving around in, a, in in areas that you wouldn't necessarily have a stranger putting their hands. In general, you know.
1: Well, the penny seems to drop, doesn't it? When and I think this is the point when you're supposed to clock on to the fact that this tailor is up to something weird. Yeah, is when Channel says about copying. Right. It? Yeah. Because of course
0: that is not necessary. No. No. There's, there's that that doesn't that doesn't work at all on any level, does it? Uh, and the whole episode ends on this as well. It's this sort of strange, dark thing where, and you forget, and this is where you have to come back to the line you've just referenced about the age thing, but the, th- the sort of dark undercurrent of this is that Joey, 15-year-old Joey's being felt up by this man.
1: Yes, routinely and willingly going back because he's
0: none the wiser. Yeah. Also, how many suits does 15-year-old Joey need? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I'm 34 years old and I've never been tailed. Yeah. What's he doing with them all? But the whole episode ends then with Joey breaking this news to his dad as well, which is, you know, that must be, for 15-year-old for Joey, that's a shock. But for Joey's dad, that must be an even bigger, like, oh, my God, what have well, I, yes. A, been How through, and, he been going? and B, put my son through, you know? Bit dark, is it? Play a sting, is it? Nope. What was that?
1: I was playing with the bottle in my hand and then accidentally sprayed it. Now my hand smells of furniture polish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Play the sting, Pete.
1: Television history is contained within the box of delights. It was happening in front of us. Incredible. In our living rooms. It was amazing. Guests pick their favourite television moment. And tell us why they love it. And is this the episode where Daisy's just been for the interview at the Women's Magazine? Flaps. That's it, Flaps! Yeah. Named one of Radio Time's best podcasts of the year. I don't understand people who don't see the joy in drawing the curtains, a mug of hot chocolate and something nice on TV. Like what could be nicer than that? Than having a snuggle. Exactly. Nostalgia in bite-sized chunks. Box of delights. From Great Big Owl. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: Okay, so this is... I mean, this is the crux of it. Like I said, this is about 70, 80% of the episode is Ross, Rachel and Julie, isn't it?
1: Yes, and as you said earlier, pick straight back up off the end of season one, which ends with Rachel waiting for Ross at... Well, waiting just for Ross at yes, the end. Yes, we
0: don't have that reveal until season two, do we? Got all their big moments happen in airports, don't they? Lot of airport chat, isn't there? Yeah, this, yeah. it's not really a thing that us Brits can really... Um, appreciate as much, I don't think, because we do much less flying because our country is very drivable in general, you know? I mean, I know in this case he's coming from China, which we would definitely have to fly to as well. But it's just a lot of airport in, just airport drama, isn't there? A couple of iffy moments in the start, isn't there, Pete? Welcome to our country. How... So, uh... so, the wel- welcome to our country. And, and, and Julie goes, thank you, I'm from New York. Here's the fun fact about that, though, that I've learnt, is that Lauren Tom, who played Julie... Uh, actually wrote that joke apparently, or at least pitched it, because she uh, really? she used to expect. That's basically one of those based on real life. Like this is what happened to me when I used to arrive to America from from abroad and all that sort really? of thing. Yeah, so it's a kind of uh, highlighting a, a, an issue, I guess, in that sense. So it does the fact that she wrote and pitched it does definitely yes, bring a less, better light to it, doesn't it?
1: Less of an issue if it's based on somebody's experience of being on the receiving end rather than using that ignorance as a joke.
0: What I don't think still flies is Rachel saying, uh, uh, what about you, Mr. Back from the Orient?" Yeah, I'm not sure that's not that's not fine, is it?" <laughs>
1: Yes, it's not not there's a couple of weird uh, particularly frenzied problematic moments in this otherwise very good episode.
0: Yes. But that's, you know, we, we 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 are aware of those and we will uh make reference to them of course. But apart from that, that scene in the airport is I mean Rachel's getaway is like you say the start of a very good Jennifer Aniston performance this, isn't it?
1: The scene when they go back to the apartment and they uh Rachel tries to Rachel tries to hurry up the stairs, we're led to believe, to beat Ross and Julie into Monica's apartment, to explain to everyone, hang on, the plan's not worked, it's all gone horribly wrong, he's come back with someone. And that is the start of a... It's also quite a different kind of Rachel scene, and the reason it's different is because she's there with that pattern plaster on her forehead, and she looks a bit frantic, and she looks uncomfortable. Throughout the whole of the first season of Friends, we've got used to seeing Rachel largely get everything she wants and she's this sort of spoilt woman who's who's cut herself off and she's used to this lifestyle where she gets everything she wants. Here she isn't getting what she wants and it's a very different sort of Rachel because she's reacting to that being different for her now and she's all over the place and it's great because it shows how much variety Jennifer Aniston is capable of performing.
0: Yeah, because Rachel in season one, by all, you know, and almost all times we see her is very cool, calm, collected, looks good, looks very together. You know, like she's, she yeah. looks pristine, doesn't she, in almost yeah. all of it. Even when she's running away from the altar, she doesn't look like she's majorly sort of flustered aesthetically.
1: There's that moment when Rachel finishes Julie's anecdote, and it's Julie sort of oh, yeah. welcoming to the group, and Ross is letting her have a little moment of telling this funny story. Um, Rachel pops the balloon doesn't she basically by mm. by giving the punchline That's not subtly so as well it's a yeah. real
0: it's a real bad moment for rachel good moment yeah. for aniston but bad moment for rachel the thing you said about her rushing ahead to beat them to the apartment is kind of weird isn't it like what happened in the stairwell was rachel yeah, she, she just she like i'm back. off guys race you <laughs> to the top well she does pretend that it was a race doesn't she oh uh, is that what she said oh yeah because yeah, she, she says in, to them yes, like yeah. oh
1: i beat you up here or
0: something yeah, it's fucking weird though isn't it and also yeah. She's not that fit, is she? she no. She's really, really flustered by that run up a few flights of stairs. She must have sprinted. Yeah. Uh, the kick you in the crotch, spit on your neck, fantastic, is a yeah. great line. Big fan of that.
1: And later, the laughing along to Ross being on the phone to Julie and uh, doing the, oh, she didn't hang up either, and yeah. then eventually hang up the phone. Just some really, really, really great Rachel moments.
0: It's not a triumph of a, a Rachel episode in terms of her behaviour, but that bit on the phone, like, Ross is far too close to her. Yes. At, on any level, just on a friendship level. Like, you wouldn't ever be that close to somebody, whilst, especially whilst talking on the phone to your girlfriend, would you? It's right in her face. Yeah, yeah like he's taunting her with it almost, you know? Yeah. Um, but he seems completely oblivious, and we get this later when he does this big speech to... Like, he genuinely seems, at this point to have completely forgotten about Rachel and his feelings for Rachel at all, you know? He does this big speech later about after the Paolo incident where he goes, you just need somebody who loves you and thinks you're sexy and thinks you're beautiful and funny and excellent, and, you know, blah, 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 like he's leading in, you know, this is what Rachel thinks, that he's leading into this sort of big declaration of love. And then he does the pullback where he goes, like I do with Julie. And it's, uh, with that and with the phone thing, it's just like he's completely forgotten. So I like had a proper Men in Black memory wipe on the fact that he ever liked Rachel.
1: And also the fact that when he does that speech to Rachel about you should have someone who thinks you're amazing and thinks, oh, my God, I'm with Rachel Green. And when he compares that to to Julie, uh, he's suggesting that he's picked up some incredibly strong feelings for Julie
0: in in the space
1: of two weeks. Not only does he no longer have any feelings for Rachel, he's also sort of put all of those feelings onto Julie and is in something which sounds like quite an intense uh, relationship, how early it.
0: Well, which is evidenced by the fact that they've just landed off this 20-hour flight and rather than going straight home to sleep, he's immediately taken her to his sister's apartment to meet all their friends. And then we learn they have to go because where are they off to? Off to his ex wifes to pick up the son. Like, that is a real throw into the proper life of a person you've known for two weeks properly.
1: Ross says we're going to go and see the baby. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's your son, Ross. You can use his name. It's really genuinely like at this point, the writers had genuinely forgotten what they'd called the kid. Yeah, what's and he like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just pop the baby, and no one'll ever notice. <laughs> <laughs> we're led to believe this is basically that we've never heard about Julie before, have we? We're led no. to believe this is the first proper time they've spent some time together and 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 fallen for each other. But my God, two that that is moving quickly in two weeks by any one standard, doesn't it?
1: There's also that moment a little bit later on where he says they they turn up at the apartment. And he says, "Sorry, we're late. There, there was touching. Oh, yeah. <sighs> don't don't really need to know.
0: Don't need to know. And also, you're saying that in front of uh, the woman you've been in love with for 20 years, and also your, your sister. sister! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes again. Sorry, we're late, sis. Just banging on the couch. That's what awful. we were doing. Absolutely awful. Um, and before we finish, actually, Pete, we should uh. Give a little head nod to the last appearance of Paolo in Friends ever. Oh, is this him gone? Yeah, this is his swan song. I do uh, Raquel. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the very best line he ever says is that, isn't it? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? I do Raquel. Funny, real funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not hes not a, a triumphant character, is he, in Friends on pretty much any level. But, you know, that is it. He was a big part of season one. And now he's off. Sayonara, Paolo. Monica and Rachel's apartment
1: is a terrible apartment for kicking out a one night stand. Oh, I thought that. I thought that. See, in my, my uni house, um, I lived in a house of seven people. Oh, it's too many, isn't
0: it now? But it, does that give you anxiety thinking back to it now?
1: Well, well, yes, there is a lot, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but the thing about the house was that to leave the, the, the house, you had to go through the living room. So seven bedrooms emptied out of one living room and front door. Now, this was a a rare problem because nobody in my house was ever successful with women. (laughs) Including yourself. I'm going to surprise you here, Dave. At uni, I wasn't especially successful with women. Um, But there was one moment where one of our flatmates wanted to... um, bundle someone out Hmm. but one of our other flatmates was in the kitchen and living room bit so he texted the person who was in the kitchen living room and said face the sink and don't turn around Ah! i'm 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 moving someone out and uh they they didn't they didn't turn around so we we never knew what this person looked like oh
0: my god what a weird like weird level of worry for that person to have. Well, it just makes me wonder what, who who it was. Yeah, right. Um, and But nobody... I mean, Rachel basically asks the same thing, doesn't she? She pops out and goes, can you all turn around while I just yes. bundle Paolo out? At this stage, Paolo is in her dressing gown. There's no quick bundling out of that man at that stage, is there? He's <laughs> got to point. get fully dressed before he can leave. Um, But obviously they're like, no, 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 that's not how it works here. We're going to check out what's happening. Um, And then, yeah... There he arrives triumphantly right on cue when they sort of say, what sort of mistake? And he's like, hello, bonjour. Mm. The weenie from Torini. The weenie from Torini. Uh, any other business, Peter? Uh, I think that's everything, Dave. Lovely. Well, it is a great
1: episode. That's yeah, really like, good. There it's are really some good. really, really funny bits in this and it's, it's consistently funny as well.
0: Yeah, it's great. Early friends, really great. Yeah. Well done, Ryan Well done, Ryan Well done, the writers. Well done, Michael Lambeck. Just well done, everybody. Uh, and don't forget, if you haven't done the quiz yet, we've got more and more of you coming over to the quizzes on a Friday. It's really nice. Uh, having a, Just a, a really lovely time for a couple of hours every Friday night, Pete, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Have a few drinks, talk about friends. Listen to
0: a bit of Dua Lipa whenever Pete Listen wants
1: to, to pop do- it on. Oh, we've got to stop doing that, though, haven't we? Yeah, we, we? we
0: keep getting kicked off for music infringements, don't we?
1: I would like to add in another... And finally, thing, Dave. Yeah. Um, please review us in your podcast app. Ooh, lovely. Um, help some other people discover friends of friends. If you, if it's easy for you to do a little rating, please give us a nice one. Leave a little review. That would be really helpful. It just uh, helps us because. We're up against some big guns, aren't we? In the old podcast charts. Oh, and, that's you know. all
0: the famoses with their podcasts and their yeah. followers and all of that. I know. Well, the same goes for if you want to just share a little post on Facebook or something. Yeah. You know, any every little helps. It's just nice to know. It's been really nice seeing a few people do that on Instagram and Facebook recently, just going, yeah. I really like this. Po-. And we've not even told them to do it at that point, Pete. That is the joy.
1: There uh, was, and I, I can't. I can't remember her name so I'm terribly sorry Uh, there was someone uh, let me look up who it was uh, Mag Marbles on Instagram or Marbles Mag by name um, who left us a lovely review where she actually reviewed the whole quiz on her Instagram story and shared it with everyone so Marbles Mag has set the standard if you're not marketing us to that level then why are you even bloody listening
0: (laughs) I just went on Instagram to check any uh, recent correspondence and there's just a lovely photo of your bathroom so uh, it does look lovely (laughs) lovely chalk white painting well done thank
1: you
0: thank you very much Uh, until next week Peter see you next week ciao ciao ciao